and welcome back to another episode of the Dude from Los Angeles podcast. The, f- the first ever podcast ever done in a tortilleria, which uh, is, uh, you know, I, I didn't even, maybe that wasn't like on the map, like of, you know, let's try to do one in a tortilleria, but I'm so happy it's on there now. And <laughs> I think it makes it more authentic. Like, this is where we are. This is what we do. Yeah. Why not come in? Dude, and, and it, you know, in studio in your office, I got Rick from Colonel of Truth Organics. It, I, I should have let you introduce yourself, you know, but I kind of did that. <laughs> Welcome, a, it, man. It was a great way to introduce myself. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Yeah, it's not bad, dude. So, we're here. This is Boyle Heights. We are in Boyle Heights, tortilla country, as we like to call it. Because, uh-huh. you know, as soon as you cross the bridge from the Arts District and you come over here, you have so many tortillas within a two, three mile radius of each other. It's just, wow, it's amazing to see that. Like, we're right here uh-huh. on Cesar Chavez and Mott. And Mott. You go down two blocks up east, and then there's another tortilleria there. And then you cross the street, and then there's another tortilleria there. Really? So there are so many tortillerias here, and I'm sure there's some historical context as to why Boyle Heights has so many tortillerias. Really? I, I've yet to figure out exactly why but yeah, yeah. yeah. if we got any Research. PhDs uh, listening to it like get on that as, a, they, they, as they your might, thesis they might chime in yeah 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 definitely stop researching like you know the, the Balkans or something <laughs> well I know there's a guy who does tours now I think I just saw that really Bull Heights tours and I kind of want to hit him up and maybe he can <laughs> pass by here and I fill mean, us in yeah I mean what we spent 10 minutes in there and I was I was like how, how little I know about how tortillas are made, how, how they just, they show up and, you know, they show up to the house and I eat them yeah. and that's it. And that's pretty much it. That's it's, pretty it's, much it. All you know? know is just the final product of a tortilla. But what most people don't know is all the work that it takes to even achieve a proper tortilla made from all, all corn. No, yeah. no fillers, no gum, no, no binders, no preservatives. And that's what we strive to do is take it back to basics. Uh-huh. You know, a true tortilla should only have three ingredients. And that's, and really it's two ingredients if you, mm. if you take away the cal, because it's just more of a, uh, an aid to do the whole chemical process known as nixtamal, or nixtamalization, I should say. And what undergoes is, for, well, first you have to cook the corn. And you got to cook the corn in a, lime solution which is why we use cal, cal also known as calcium hydroxide and yeah. funny thing though is that there are many different types of cal so really? depending on the variety of corn you're using you really want to use the appropriate cal for your for your nixtamalize so the plot thickens what, what do you mean there's different kinds of cal so there's well so cal there's calcium you, hydroxide you can get that you can achieve that type of um, solution by burning seashells, and that's one of like an ancient way of doing it. Like the Mesoamericans figured out, you know, we're gonna we're gonna burn some seashells, turn it into powder, and that'll be our our cal. What the fuck? And then another way or another type of cal is using limestone, like a type of limestone. Yeah, li- lime, I've heard that. And then there's cal that's active. It's, it's a what would you say? It's a exothermic. So when you when you mix it with water, it it, it heats up. Mm-hmm. And what, and that's a stronger gal. So you really got to be careful with that gal when you're nixtamalizing your corn because too much gal and you have you have a bad 
tortilla. Really? Okay. Yeah. Where, where do they sell this stuff for? Like you know, for my like Australian listeners, well, or like where do you buy calcium? It's kinda, yeah, it's kind of hard to import yeah. and get gal shipped to you because it's yeah. a white powder. So you, you know, you yeah. you're gonna get hit up by yeah, you can't by buy TSA this or someone. Or, yeah, you like, can't cross the border going no, through no, Tijuana no. with a with a kilo of gal, right? No, and then it's it, it's in a rock form, so it's like, oh lord. Yeah, I brought my piedras of gal. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, what do you have there? Yeah, yeah, where's your pipe? It's like And 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 who knows how it would test in that uh drug Cause, capsule test. Because it'll start foaming, right? If I'm it's sure like that it hydro oh. something would happen. Oh my god. And it would probably turn blue. Most likely. It'll burn the it'll burn the test. Yeah, right? and then or it'll turn into myself. a tortilla. Who knows, man? <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know what happened that's here. So that's that's part of the process. And that's then part just, of the process. Cooking uh-huh. it in a in a cal solution in an alkaline solution. You have to re- achieve a certain temperature that that we like, uh-huh. and that is because if you overcook it, you end up with like pozole type of uh, corn okay. hominy because hominy. it's just overcooked. It's too soft to throw in the mill. So it's all the same hominies, just corn that's been puffed up and overcooked. It's a it's a different variety it's of a corn, different variety. but it's you thicker. can make hominy by just continuing to cook the corn and letting more water absorb into the kernels. Oh shit! And and then that'll make it softer for, uh-huh. for, for chewing and biting, but versus corn cooked for grinding. It's just a little more al dente. Uh, there, there's, there's a little hardness to it. Yeah. But that, that's what we want when we're grinding in the molino, which we're doing right now. Dude, that molino is insane. It's, it's hella fast. And if you don't watch yourself, you will burn the stones. You will F up the machine. And I have... Well, I recently did that. Really? Yeah, we were when you're cooking a small batch, and I think that's the problem with really small batch operations uh-huh. is when you have two buckets to cook or to grind. The machine is so fast that you have to be ready to to dial in your 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 texture, you know, fine grind, coarse grind, and. Yeah, you're explaining that to me. Like, there's there was a different kind, of, and I hate to be like nitpicky, but I think people no, no. have these questions. Like, and because I have those questions, like there's there's a fine grind, and then there's a coarse grind, and and that affects and anything in between, and everything in between. Well, well, let's let's talk about the coarse grind. Coarse grind is what we call like masa quebrada, uh-huh. and you mostly find that in your tamales. Right. You also find that when you make tostadas. So if you look at your tostada, you'll see that you find more more little kernels, more of the, the black dots. It's, 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 oh. It looks like it's a coarse grind. Yeah. And it's suitable for frying. It's suitable for baking because it, it has less water. Mm. So when your masa has less water and you press it into tostadas or, or chips, the, the oil likes... A coarse grind because it first off you don't need a lot of oil it fries up very well mm. and it's it's crunchier okay versus if you were to use a fine grind tortillas like regular tortillas yeah and fry those up because the masa and the tortilla has so much water when you fry it it'll just start to bubble up so think of your chips that are flaky sometimes yeah like they're, they're bubbly and you bite it and they're I guess there's more. They're more airy. Uh-huh. It's because they used a finer fine grain. Grain. Oh, And then with tamales, the what I, how I was explaining it was, if you use masa quebrada, it's you're gonna get the type of tamal that's uh, that's like a coffee cake. 
Right. So it crumbles. crumbles. It crumbles. As soon as you, you cut into it, it just crumbles up. Yeah. I like the masafina not tamales. Fuck yeah. Because they're they're a little they're they're softer, they're uh-huh. they have they're heavier sometimes, man. Yeah. They just fill me up more. Dude, I'm not gonna I don't wanna throw my mother in law under the bus. Ooh. But Jesus <laughs> fuck, I thought it was a I thought it was user error. I was like, do they just not know how to make tamales right, out of here? Right. Like, but they, it, it always crumbles, and they've been getting you know masa from the same fucking places because that's how you do it, right? It's like that's a haircut. Yeah, yeah. You just even if they fuck up your haircut, you just still go back to the same people. Ooh, masa gate, right? Because yeah. amapola. I think that was uh, two years ago now. Uh, well, why am I bringing it up? It's no, no, no. What ago. happened? What happened? If it was well, so you know there was a, an incident that occurred during the holiday season that. That particular tortilleria received a bad batch of corn. Oh. And they, they turned it into masa for tamales. And when the people bought their masa and took it home and did their tamales, it ended up being spoiled. Like, it just, it, there was something wrong with their tamales. And everybody was complaining. Yeah. That, why, you know, why are their tamales tasting sour and why are they not uh, cooking well? So, after, I guess, researching, they found out that they received a bad batch of... Well, they didn't receive a bad batch of corn. They received the bad type of corn not suitable for consumption. Oh, they shit. They were... I, I, if, if the rumor is true, is that they received corn for, for, for like, gas combustion, for, for other types of... For like, ethanol, for yeah. other types of uses. So they, they received it. They signed off for it. They started cooking it. And... Lo and behold, everybody got bad masa. So wow. they, they had lines and lines for returning it. And they said, we'll, we'll refund you the, the whole thing. And I think it took them about a year to recover from that. Really? You can imagine how much masa they lost. Yeah. I mean, I think they have, they have, they have several locations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So everybody was just complaining. And they had, to, they had to refund everybody's money. I think it took, yeah, a year. Damn, a year, and, dude. But you know, the thing, the thing that that we were talking about here is you would know that that is not your corn that you typically use. You would, you would realize it right away. When you're next to like we know if our corn, if there's something off with it, if maybe it has less density, you know, if, if, if there's something off with the corn, you're going to know right away yeah. when, you, when you start to cook it. Yeah. it. It might even smell different. Right. So... For us, so at least, you know, us here talking about that, we're like, well, why did they allow that to happen? Yeah, because I'm sure the people on the line, right, were looking at it going like, this is, this is different. Yeah, this like, is are different. you guys sure we should bag this up yeah, and sell yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, Higher-ups are like, just but make I get it, it, send I get it out. It. Uh, when you don't have, and maybe they do, I don't know, but for me seeing it from a like from bystander, outside point of view, is when you don't have your, your system operational procedures, then... Things are going to get just, you know, uh, tossed to the side. And you're going to allow certain mistakes to happen. Right. So, which is why when we started to really take over the production of our tortillas, mm-hmm. it's that we had to change the costumbres of our, of our crew. Because right. tortilleros all do it by, by just uh, by practice, by, by hand, by sight. They don't measure anything. Mm. It's just like, you know, it's all... You know by, 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 by touching your, your masa and your, your maiz. Yeah. But we wanted to apply more science to that just because we're using 
better corn. First of all, you know, we use corn that has not been tainted with any GMOs. The, the soil is, is regenerative soil. Hmm. So it's a hypersensitive variety of corn that can, can play tricks on you if you don't do it right. Okay. Uh, we had an incident where I was driving to San Diego, delivering some masa. And by the time I got to San Diego, which is only about two hours away, the masa had turned pink. It spoiled. So I was like, why is it doing that? Uh-huh. And, you know, you take it back to these guys or to the, to the old school tortilleros. And, you know, they can just tell you, well, it's soured on you. But that's not, that's not good enough. Like, we have to find out why so that we don't repeat those mistakes. Right. right, right so right. that took about a year <clears throat> to really develop SOPs where, like, look, let's follow, let's follow these procedures that we're going to set in place. We're going to hammer it into ourselves that we need to follow step by step. It's a recipe. Yeah. Yeah. In order to get consistency, we got to follow a recipe. Definitely. Uh, we're going to mix cultura, you know, art, and passion, but we're also going to get science and math. And I think that's what has set us apart, was we, we went through the, the hard work of explaining what is tortilla and how to really do it meticulously well, measuring every... Every little thing that, that has to be measured, your, your gal proportions, your, huh. your water ratios. Because yeah. a good tortilla can be anywhere between 40 to 50% water. Really? A good tortilla. You, you don't want it too, too wet and you don't want it too dry. So in order to do that, you got, you got to watch your values. Is that why there's always like condensation on the inside of tortillas? Like in, yeah, because inside it, of tortilla bags? I mean, the minute... Well, yeah, the reason for that is, you know, bad packaging. But, but we're working okay. on that. We're working on that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, when your tortilla finally comes out, the, the moment it comes out, it's losing water. It's, yeah. it's, it's just water and corn. So there, there are no binders or there's no gum to, to, to house the water and keep the moisture in. And even if you lost the moisture, all the, the softeners and the gum would make it still very pliable. So... Which is why everyone cuts their, their tortilla with maseca. I would say there's a small population of tortillas that do all corn. Really? And the reason for that is just, it's a bitch to, to, to make a, an all corn tortilla. Yeah. If you cut it with a little bit of maseca, now, now you're adding shelf life, now you're adding pliability, now you're adding so much to it. But you're also taking away what value a tortilla has and what health properties it really has. Right. When you start to add all that. Yeah. What it's supposed to taste like, right? But it's oh, I should I should bust out a pack of tortillas right here, and you can smell it. And we'll do the smell taste or the yeah, smell yeah. test, where you you smell our tortilla and you smell a conventional tortilla mm-hmm. jam packed with preservatives. Yeah. And you're gonna see. The difference. So you're going to smell a difference immediately. And it's, it's shocking that a tortilla with so many ingredients costs less to make than a tortilla with only two ingredients. Which is corn. Which is just it, corn. Is it just the price of corn? Or is it the type? But it's, it has to be the quality of corn, oh, right? Oh, yeah. But I mean, well, so our corn is definitely more expensive because yeah. it's, it's, it's carefully grown and it's treated to not be contaminated versus corn that's just been 
turn into a commodity. There's just, mm. it's uniform. It's always going to grow no matter what the season is. Yeah. You can definitely make that a cheaper operation. Oh yeah, and then definitely. not only that, you're you're mixing in corn flour, so your yield is higher. Hmm. So you're getting more bang for your buck, which is why you can offer a, a two cent tortilla, half a cent tortilla, to these taqueros that sell their their tacos for a buck. Yeah, but you know they're selling a taco for a dollar. Like what really is in that tortilla? What's in the ingredients? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the price of, of our tortilla does go up because we have to take care of it. And you, you got to use better ingredients to achieve similar results. And, mm-hmm. and if not, better results. Definitely. Because our tortilla is better. I, I love my tortilla. I love how it yeah. tastes. I love how it feels. But there's also a retraining that has to go, that we have to promote. Yeah. I, I think people forget that you're not cooking the tortilla on the end user you guys are reheating it it's a you reheating it you're not cooking it and i've heard it too often it's like man your tortilla gets uh, hard too fast well, like man well you you cooked it you were supposed to reheat it uh-huh it's it's just flame kiss that sucker you know it's really? just like just, just let it get boom, soft boom, boom. And, and do the touch test okay it's uh-huh. soft taco it up yeah I, and yeah so I, I think it's time for us to explain like hey you guys reheat it we cook it, and I mean, I, I this is probably sacrilege, but I, I I have friends that throw it in the nuke, in the microwave, and those suckers come out super soft. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, man, that's a soft tortilla. That's not that's not ours. Yeah, yeah. No, we nuked it. In. I'm not opposed, man, to to everybody's with the you know the microwave hate really. Yeah. Yeah, there's some stuff that comes out pretty good from the microwave. <laughs> I think you'd be surprised, you know? My wife, when we when we moved into our place, mm-hmm. she said, no microwaves in the house. Really? So I said, okay, yeah. I, I'm up for that challenge because yeah. I grew up on Tina's burritos, you know? Right, like, right. Shoot. I'll be all right. We'll survive. I had to. Uh-huh. I've got an oven. I'll wait 30 minutes for a freaking <laughs> No, no, I want press. a two-minute burrito right oh, now. Yeah. Three if I want it crunchy, right? Yeah. And then just turn it over. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. What oh, else do you want? I can smell that right now. Oh, dude. I think I want a Tina's burrito. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't. Down. I'm kind of down. But yeah, the tortilla comes out very soft in the microwave. Really? But again, you know, you're, you're, you're destroying that, that tortilla when you, when you nuke it. Yeah, well, you, the, the, the water, right? I mean, that's really what it is. Everything, everything. Yeah. It's just, it's, it sucks. But sometimes yeah. you got to do it. Sometimes you're stoned, dude, and that's all you got. <laughs> it's, sometimes I mean, it's 3 a.m. in the morning. You don't want to mess with fire, you know? You just want a fucking quesadilla, and then that's it. Yeah, I, I could go for some bed. quesadilla. Oh, hell yeah, dude. some freaking yeah, yeah. food I, man, to make it's early, tacos. You know? Yeah, seriously. While we, like, we have talk. so many tortillas. We just need... Some queso and salsa. Oh, that's it. That's it. Where's Tijuana Freddy's at? No, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, well, where are you guys, man? Yeah, yeah. I think you guys need to be next to, like, a butchery or something, right? So it could just be just tossing meat this way and then just toss Ooh. a tortilla that way. I'm hoping that the... Yeah, there's a lot of activity going on in the street right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Busy. I mean, back in the day, that used to have G's Skateboard Shop, like, right next door. Now really? it's a house. Yeah. But this guy... He had a skateboarding shop. We'd always ah. hang out here. Oh, and that's cool. The barber. Oh, the homeboy just walked by. Uh, the the, the chubby dude with yeah, the yeah, bald. Yeah. Benega's yeah. um, barber shop, right? So I'd always go there. and I, Whenever I can, I go there. Not, not all the time because I also got another barber, you know? Oh, you shouldn't have mentioned that. I, you, but the, I, got, I got the barber for special occasions, but he's super fucking busy. He was over here at Jesse's. That, that's down the block? Right, yeah, right here. I used to go to him. 
But he had like a row of fucking Roosevelt kids that were waiting for him because he did the best haircut. And then he finally opened up his own shop. And he's just as busy now. So it's like, I got I to gotta plan for it. You got to like, have your plan B. Yeah, yeah Makes you got to have a plan B. And he's a great plan B. I mean, he cuts freaking um, Jesus Soto Caras is a... The, the prof, like he's a professional boxer. He okay. might have just retired, but he's from the area too. Oh, wow. was, I've seen this. I'm like, hey, weren't you on HBO like last oh, night? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing about Boa Heights. I feel right. the, the more I'm in it, the more I'm, I'm learning about who's been here or who who is going to be here yeah. and everything that, that's happening yeah, yeah, definitely. right now. I mean, there's pros and cons to what's going on here, but I think so long as we keep the conversation going, right. I think. It should be should be easy to to get along. Yeah, right. You know, I think the best example is what you were saying. Like, it's it's a retraining of of everyone of everyone to be like, okay, you know, we for so long we're focused on profit driven, you know, lowering the costs of say tortillas, right? Right. right. And then you come along, you're like, let's do it the way we used to do it. That's more expensive now, you know. And it's and it's some people would call that a little hipsterish. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. You guys get thrown that at you? It's a hipster tortilla. I don't know, man. You you know, because I mean, the way that you're tortilla, it's a real tortilla. It doesn't have to be stigmatized into any type of category. Right. But I I can see some of these uh, millennials or maybe even old school cats saying, "Hey, you know, you guys are like promoting." A hipster tortilla, yeah. but in reality, we're just promoting a, a true tortilla. There's yeah. there's nothing fake about it. There's nothing hipster about it. It's, it's mm-hmm. just I would never want to use the word artisanal because it's just it's a real tortilla. It's how it's supposed to it's, be. It's done. how it's supposed to be. The right. art is in the cultura. It's it's yeah. it's what's been passed down for so many generations that it ended up in our hands, and mm-hmm. we said we're not going to bastardize this, and we're not going to do wrong by our forefathers. We're going to we're going to do this right. Yeah. And that's what we wanted to do. So we're, we're, we're every day. I mean, you, you see right now we're grinding masa right now. Dude, you guys are going at it. And then we'll, we'll make tortillas later tonight. We'll really? load up the cars and we'll take off huh. all throughout LA. Oh, really? And then you guys will be delivering tonight. And then we deliver tonight. We like to work under the cover of darkness. What the hell, dude? It's, it's, I, I, it's there's better. a row there's a row right now of like vans that are here to pick up tortillas to get everybody started with the that's, day that's the day crew but that's they've been the but, but we've been working since 10 p.m. yesterday really? so it's uh we we use the 24-hour clock system you you can't stop everybody needs tortillas at different hours yeah they, they expect their tortilla at their hours right so it's logistics at that point it's mm-hmm. how do you do that so we found out you know if you drive at night there's no traffic. <laughs> yeah. There's there's so many yeah. parking spots. You can that's double true. park. No meter true. maids. Mm-hmm. Not that well. Not that many cops around. So mm-hmm. you can get away with a lot more and moving more fluidly through LA, yeah. especially on the 10, the 405. You know, that's that's the way to do it. You you beat the traffic so that when you hit the traffic, you're already coming back and everybody's already stressed out on their way to work and we're done. Like, oh, definitely. It's, it's 8 a.m., 10 a.m. I'm going home to sleep for a couple hours. I'll see you guys later. See you in the morning. To, to do it all over again. Right. What was what was the why tortillas, man? Why tortillas? Well, if Omar were here, he would chime in on that. The yeah, thing is, yeah. so we're missing. We're, we we got a microphone for it's, it's uh, empty. Omar. 
he'll uh, he'll he'll come in. He'll he'll jump he'll come in. Come in eventually, but, you know. Even if he jumps in for five minutes, it'll be so it'll long be as he says his piece. Yeah. And if not, I'll speak for him. I think we've <laughs> known each other for so long that we can do that now. Because because the Colonel of Truth crew, it's you and Omar. You guys started this together. Yeah. The, it's it's funny how this this all happened. It it it. it it was kind of an overnight thing where we decided, okay, we're doing this. Uh-huh. And the whole reason for us existing was we, well, Omar's family had a tortilla in Echo Park uh-huh. back in the mid-90s to early 2000s, pre-Echo Park, what it is now. Right. So, I guess pre-gentrification, it's, it's where you were still, it was still kind of dangerous to walk around there. Uh-huh. You definitely don't want to be caught at night because you would get your ass jumped. Yeah. In fact, I got sucker punched uh, got sucker in Echo punched. Park. Dude, there's so many stories about Echo Park. Sheesh. Yeah. But yeah, so that's where his family had a tortilla originally called Santa Fe Tortillas. Uh-huh. So they were there in Echo Park and it was a family business so he grew up in it. Mm-hmm. We went to school together so we've known each other since like high school so I think now we're running 15 plus years of knowing each other uh-huh. and I think from the very get-go of us meeting each other in high school we just decided work work together on whatever project we wanted to do whether it was uh, music because we were in a band together whether it was selling burgers because we would buy Tommy burgers from, oh yeah I used to live in the corner or uh-huh. like Tommy's was in the corner and I lived up the block. Uh-huh. So, like on Benson Way or something? Like right Parkview. Up, Parkview Park in Beverly. View. All right, cool. So I was the first to get my license in high school because I, I was just eager to drive. So I got my license like at 15, 16. Oh, and then snap. I would go get burgers, go pick up Omar. We would take him to our high school and then we would sell them. We would sell them for twice as much because I think at the time it was two fifty for a burger. Uh-huh. So then we would sell it for five bucks. And we did that for a while until they, they didn't allow us to do that. Yeah, yeah. But that was how we just got to know each other. It's like, we want to just work together. Mm-hmm. And then I would always go to his tortilla just to hang out and eat his uh, chicharron and fresh tortillas. Like, oh, who doesn't want to do best. that? Yeah, and who doesn't want access best. to that? Yeah. Like, direct access. Yeah. So when the neighborhood started changing, his family was forced to give it up. You know, the, the landlord hiked up the rent. And it's, it was no longer a profitable business. So, what did and it that's turn into? What did it turn into? It's, just, it? an, it's just abandoned now. Really? Yeah, so it just, instead of keeping people on, they... They just they had to give it up. It's, yeah. it, when, you, when you get your rent increased by maybe 60% more, yeah. I think it, it, it fractures this, your, your operation so much that it's better to give it up. Yeah, definitely, man. So when his family was forced to do that, he had just started working with organic corn and it was a transitional phase of him now learning how to use new corn but at the same time losing his facility so family lost the business he was left with literally a ton of corn Uh, it's like oh crap what am I going to do with this corn so he went like well tortillas need to be made tomorrow I need to cook this now so shopped around different locations finally ended up at a Mercadito which is uh, they, there was a little deli there and they had a tortilla a small tortilla in the back like a hallway tortilla uh-huh. and he said yeah you can bring your corn cook it here and make tortillas here so that was kind of our our, our beginning which is okay we found a place that's willing to, to let us bring our corn 
and and, and start making tortillas there. But well, we couldn't. How, how did you guys move it? You guys just—it was sacks of corn. You guys. Oh were just, man, we had to do the sack run. It was. We would. Got a pickup truck and or a van or something. We would have. We would have a distributor come and bring three pallets of corn. Holy and then, since we couldn't keep it at the tortilla, we yeah. had to keep it at our place, at our little small office, which yeah, doubled yeah. as a house. Uh-huh. And so I would do one pallet and a half of carrying upstairs, and that's oh, a 50-pound sack. So I would carry 75 sacks. Holy and shit. And then Omar would carry 75 sacks. And we did that for about two years. Wow. I think that's why we're so lanky, you know? It's I just, think so, man. Yeah, you guys are fit as fuck, man. No, nah, we're not fit. We're just skinny. Just skinny. We're just skinny. Just we can't that's get not, away. Hey, you could get away with just being skinny and being fit, you know? Like, I'm just we're fit, working you know? on it. Yeah, yeah. It's a tortilla well, what, diet. What do you mean you're working on it? You're going, are you guys getting, like, another 75, like, sacks to carry upstairs no. or something? No, I, right? I can't do that anymore. You can't do that, man. It, it's a young man's sucked. game. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, that was... Well, we've been in this since 2015. So we started in 2015. Okay. So we were still in our 20s when when, when we started. Yeah. And now I'm feeling it in my knees a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit. It's like, damn, 50-pound sacks. I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how, we got, that's how we ended up at El Mercadito. And when he brought the operation there, I was working at a thrift store because I just wanted to fund my, my music career. Uh-huh. And uh, that... So all this was like side money just to fund music. Oh yeah, I mean my our passion. Well, my passion was music. Definitely. Omar was just stuck in tortillas because yeah, yeah. that's all he knows what to do. He was stuck on tortillas, and then you were like, I, I like, can play the bass, bro. I can play the bass. Yeah. So now I'm going to get a job, and I did that for a while. I worked at Out of the Closet for about five years, no way. running several of their stores scattered throughout LA. Yeah. So I really learned sales, if, if anything. Or I really learned the hustle because people, when they try to buy things at a thrift store, they will hustle your ass, or at least try to, especially like, like resellers because out of the closet in, in those days had a lot of vintage furniture, a lot of vintage mm. clothing. That, that was still a thriving business, the whole vintage thing. Yeah. And people still had a lot of that in their garages. So we would get awesome, awesome things at the store. And you would get these guys or, or girls that, that buy it to resell because they have their own, their own antique shops or, yeah. or boutiques. I guess this right. is like pre-gentrification. So. <laughs> Pre-eBay or something? Pre, or, yeah, or during pre, eBay? Oh my gosh, just, there was just so, so few actual, they were called antique shops. Uh-huh, but now they're called uh-huh. boutiques because yeah. you know, they want to have everybody in there. Mm-hmm. But our thrift stores, there was so much of, of all that stuff. And you would get all these uh, resellers come in and, and try to lowball you. Like, that's not... That's not a real Barcelona chair. No, it's, it's, it's a replica. So I was forced to learn about antiques, uh, oh, really? clothing, uh-huh. and just different eras of, uh, of furniture, cl- just everything that, that no would be worth something now. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that whole tug of war of, well, I got to do my research, and I'm going to price it at this much because it's worth this much. Uh-huh. And, then, and then the battle with the customer say no I'm going to give Hilarious. you this much because it's free you guys get it for free like, yeah. yeah but it's but you're going to sell it for like a thousand dollars so at least give me two hundred dollars don't be a jerk <laughs> don't be a jerk about it yeah but, but that ran its course huh you know there's only so many bags of dirty socks and dirty underwear that you right. can go through uh-huh. so that, I was getting fed up I was like okay something's got to give I have to take this experience and, and 
give my life to something more meaningful. Mm-hmm. And since Omar and I have, you know, we've always been together, working together, it was a no-brainer to, to come on board because he had weight on his shoulders. Like, what am I doing with all this corn? And I was like, well, I'm going to come in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come in and pitch relief. So uh, I'll be the, the relief pitcher. And you're, you're kind of already like consumed with, in so much tortilla, you need to take a break. So work the back end of it, and I'll work the front end. So I'll attack the, the front, and, and you protect the back. So we, we, did, we did that approach where I would come in 100% dedicated to growing the business. Uh-huh. So I was to, to spearhead the, the, the business yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that had to take off. Because in those days, it was like, well, who's going to buy organic tortilla? Who's going to buy a real tortilla? Like, well, just a small market, like a, a niche market, which was the vegan community. Oh, no that, that gave us our start. It was on yeah. the, the Engelhart family. They, they own Sage. They run Gracias Madre, oh, uh, no Cafe way. Gratitude. Uh-huh. So they're, they're the ones that gave us our, our existence, or at least the opportunity to exist. Mm-hmm. So from there, it was my job to, 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 to spread the word and say, hey, we have a better tortilla coming out. Uh, and, and I gave up, oh, well, I didn't give anything up, but I, I, I went all in, and I'm, I'm jumping in the deep end to this bad boy. Uh-huh. Uh, let's help, help us grow it. So I spent about two years on the streets, knocking on every tortilla or taco place, and just trying to convince them, hey, this aligns with, with, your, with your menu, this aligns with your model. Like, you're serving a better taco. Right. Then you want to use a better tortilla. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's not just a plate. It's 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 part of. It's not your just taco. an edible plate. No, no, yeah. you, it's no, an no. ingredient. It's all an ingredient. Itself. It's it. It should stand apart. It should fuse together right when mm-hmm. when eaten, and there should be so many things going on when you bring that taco to your to your face. Yeah. And first thing is the, the smell. If you can smell a tortilla in in the taco. And that's going to do so much right before you take that first bite. Oh, yeah. It, it'll, it'll make you like salivate. It'll make you anticipate and so then just resolve everything in your mouth. Like, yes, this is what, why I'm, I'm eating this. Yeah. So that's what I did for two years. It, it was just knocking on doors. Hey, we have new tortillas. Some said no. Well, okay, most said no. Most said no. Very few said yes. Really? And that's what I liked about it. I liked that challenge. Like, man, these guys are it's telling sales. me no. Well, how can they tell me no? Like, yeah. Or why would they laugh at us? Like, because we're we're only doing one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are not going to last. That's that's the common thing we would hear. Like, really? Like your sales are so low, you're not going to last. Just give it up. You know, like we're not going to give up. Like, there, there has to be a demand, and if not, we'll create the demand by just by education, right? By education and spreading know. the word. Yeah. And I think that took its own momentum, and that's great because there's only so many hours you can spend out on the road before burning out definitely and, man and, and then on top of that making tortillas because you guys were you were also coming back and helping coming production. back and making tortillas so, we're, uh-huh. so I'm in production I'm in the distribution and in the sales, sales. and in uh-huh. the accounting and that's, that's, how, that's how we ran so as that started to take, take momentum we were able to like poach one of our closest friends who was working in the like just in food and, and retail uh-huh. so we said dude you know what you're doing come on board we've always said we wanted to work with you so jump ship and get on get on get into this ship 
So that's been a major relief because mm -hmm. now where we were two, where we were three, and the team slowly starts to grow. Definitely. And, Definitely. and, and that's where we're at right now. You know, Omar had a child, so this baby of ours, he had to give up. And he's taking care of his daughter. For free old baby. Cute baby, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first time I, I met his yeah, daughter. Yeah. Cute little thing. And and I'm to take care of this baby right now. Yeah. But this baby's turning into an adolescent. So it's, it's, it's in its teenage years now. And I, and I like that. Because yeah. now it's starting to spread its wings. And I can see a little bit more of the picture the more I can just uh, stand away from, from, from being so in it. Definitely. We can make better moves. Uh, and, th and that's been cool. That, that's been this year. This year, I think we... I, I took a, a slight step back. Yeah. I took a slight step back to, to see how our operation is running and what we, we can do to make it more fluid. You know, what, for people that are listening and stuff, we, they're delivering ice. Right? Yeah, they're delivering ice right now. So one, one thing I didn't even know was part of this equation. What we're, we're talking about the, the uh, you know, the freaking piedras get oh, yeah. so hot. Yeah, they can get so hot. And it's summer right now. So, well, the reason why there's being ice delivered here is because we drive to Santa Clara, which is pretty much San Jose. So yeah. we, we drive to San Jose about three times a week. Now, now it's twice a week. But we would drive to Santa Clara delivering masa up there uh -huh. and that's a 15 hour operation so we load up our coolers with ice and masa take off to san, to san jose uh -huh. and then come back on one day is that what keeps it from being uh what is it from turning pink from getting oh, yeah, sour yeah. because you, just you gotta, gotta you gotta it keep ice? it cold and we don't have a reefer just yet we don't have a reefer truck yeah we're still doing this in our own vans in our own cars no yeah so we need a shitload of ice. A shitload of ice. That's a lot of ice. For different parts of the operation. For different I mean, that's parts. One, that's so, um, one day, but then you were, you were talking about the, the Molino? Is that what, was, what it was? Yeah, so, well, just even sometimes to control the rocks, you want to add as cold water as you can. And if you mm -hmm. can't get it that cold, then we're going to use a little bit of ice. A little bit of ice, And then that just, that just keeps the, the masa at a better temperature. Yeah, but and, your boy, man, he has like a perfect hand. He's like, you know... He's got it down to like a science, you know, this much, this much, and then just like a little our, handful our right there. Has been doing it for over thirty years now. Fucking hell! And I mean, his hands—he he, he can. I mean, first off, he can pick up a ball of masa and tell you this is ten pounds. And yeah. He'll, he'll throw it on the scale, right on there. and it's like ten point zero one. It's like, damn, <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's the kind of guy you want on your yeah, team. Yeah, dude, that's it's it's that type of talent that inspires me to go all in oh, yeah. because I need to know what he knows. So he's kind of my mentor right now, mm -hmm. teaching me the ins and outs of tortillas mm -hmm. and corn and, and nixtamal and masa and the bolita test. There's just little things. What's a, what's a bolita test? When you're making tortillas, in order to get the right thickness, uh -huh. right before they hit the comal, you need to take three tortillas three raw tortillas that are being cut you take that you turn it into a ball and you weigh them so you take since our cutters have two two dies two die uh -huh, cuts uh -huh. you take this you take three, three raw tortillas from the left three raw tortillas from the right you ball it up you weigh it and that's how you get your ratios so you so let's say you want a thicker tortilla uh -huh. then you then you dial it in thicker oh, so then okay. your your three your your three ball tortilla your three tortilla ball should uh, weigh a specific weight. 
Mm. And and that's little things that I mean I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Shoot, all I knew about tortillas was I freaking loved it. Yeah. And 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 I want more tacos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's half the battle right there. Yeah. So okay, yeah. okay. That I'm already set in that. Now uh-huh. now it's everything else. Ten thousand years of, of of evolution to get us this product. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I'm at now. Now, aside from my tortilla education is corn education. Yeah. So I've been attending different conferences on corn and, and what is corn and where, how did it develop? Mm-hmm. Because it's not a native plant. Corn did not just say, hey, I'm corn. It had to be... GMO'd. You know, In a way. The, the, but, the but ancient we, way? The ancient way, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is just crossbreeding and breeding and, and what is it like select selecting the the the, the better result and then mm-hmm. keep breeding that right the, those were always the images that you'd see right like that you would see corn you know thousands and thousands of years ago was something more like a like a wheat or a barley right like a wild grass Stringy, I heard yeah, it like described. a wild grass yeah so how do you, so we're going from something that was a wild grass uh-huh. into something that's on a cob, something that gets husked, something that gets shelled and then turned into tortilla. It's amazing how many years of history are in like one little kernel. Oh, yeah. That, that's amazing to me. Damn, that sounds like the kernel of truth. Like, <laughs> well, Great name, dude. One of the reasons why we wanted to choose Kernel of Truth or why we gave ourselves that name was we needed to stand apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, you, you hear tortilla... Your hermanos, uh, amigos, you know, you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna, there's a stigma to tortillas where it needs to be Latino, Mexicano, whatever oh, you want okay. to call it. But I know, you know, we just wanna, it's, it's our kernels, it's in our kernels. Right. So let's call ourselves kernel of truth. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, a, it's our overall statement. Like we're not hiding anything, mm-hmm. it's, it's transparent. It, look at the ingredients. Honest. And, that's how we wanted to promote ourselves. Like, okay, yeah. these guys are are delivering kernels of truth in their tortilla. Oh yeah. And hopefully more once we once we grow. Yeah, you're and you're diving deep into kernels, man. You got the the one for me truck on, you know. Oh yes, took it yes. right now. Oh, that shit. that that's the next thing is now working with heirloom corn uh-huh. grown in Mexico because that's that's where it all started. Right, because there's so many varieties, right? Like you just everybody's used to the same yellowy, you know. Yeah, everyone's used to one. the yellow or white, uh-huh. and and that gave us our, our, our footing. Right, you went exotic and did the blue, right? and then which, and then we did the blue for a lot of people was like, oh yeah, blue. You know, they forgot that it even was around. And yeah, and that's another ancient variety too. Like like uh-huh. blue has been around for a long time as yeah. well, and it's actually a healthier corn because hmm. just. just consider blueberries all the antioxidants it's, it's the same thing really? and for us to be able to deliver that amount of health value we have to nixtamalize it right right we have to grind it right there's Definitely. so many little things that can destroy the, the health value of it yeah because i'm already imagining if we're talking about um you know people using gums and and, and fillers and or stuff. Food dyes. Right. And these big companies that make uh, blue corn chip tor- like tortillas oh or gosh. something, right? There's a reason. It's going to drive you crazy. <laughs> yeah. You see Lay's coming out with like, hey, our new blue, blue it's, tortilla. Chances are it's just blue corn flour. Uh-huh. It's, not, it's not even made from like, corn. Uh, it has what's the difference between corn flour? Like, uh, you, yeah, you said they're using my second. What, what, what's, what's the reason why that sucks? 
So corn flour is an end product of nixtamal uh-huh. or nixtamalized corn. So you, you go through the whole process, except you're using pressure cookers. So you're speeding up oh, okay. the, the, the whole process of yeah. nixtamal. And then after you make the masa, you flash dry it or you flash cook it. So you, 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 you dehydrate it. Mm-hmm. And when you're dehydrating, that's when you're losing all, all of its nutritional properties. Because you're, 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 you're sucking everything out of it and turning it into a, a powder. Yeah. So you, so and, you and, they, and they do that just to make it last longer or make it more shelf stable more shelf stable you don't have any waste it's, it's, everything's going to be used you turn it into an instant uh, pancake type uh-huh. of thing uh-huh. and, and that's, that's what happens yeah. so you, you go from getting your masa and saying no we need to be able to make more money off of that so yeah. let's, let's flash fry it or flash dry it uh-huh. turn it into powder that's going to yield more. Well, actually, it yields less because it's, it has less water. Huh. But for some reason, it's just more uh, profitable. Right. It seems like the perfect thing for the uh, apocalypse, right? But not yeah, yeah. for everyday use. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, put that in your MRI. What is it? Your MREs. Uh, MREs. There you go. I was going to yeah, say MRI. <laughs> yeah, put this in your MREs and that's, that's it. But just, yeah, yeah. just add if, water. If the zombies come, fucking get your, get your Guerrero tortillas. And you that's can still get good. tortillas. Right. So then I guess I better jump on that, you know. You might. Doomsday you might. prepped. That might be a... That's the only way I could imagine you selling it. truth. <laughs> Damn. Ugh, <laughs> Well, you guys make it. It would be pretty interesting. But no, um... And, yeah, that's the next level, getting into, like, freaking single, like, state or single varieties, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, single yeah. Single forms, because there's a shitload. There's right? so many corns. There's so uh-huh. many corn varieties. And now that we've met... This, this guy, Francisco Musi, who created his company called Tamoa, he's carefully sourcing his, his heirloom corn from Mexico. Mm. And what I love about this guy is his ethics involved in sourcing. He, okay. uh, from what I'm learning is, you know, a lot of pueblos in Mexico, they, they, they grow for, for their people. They don't really want to s- ship out or sell a lot of their corn. It's, it, 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 they protect what they what they do. Uh-huh. So he comes in and says, "I will buy small lots, not too much. Just give me what you can from each of the farmers." And I appreciate that because it doesn't put those guys to work for us. Right. Like we're, right, right. we're working together. They're not they're not working for us. Uh-huh. And I think that's the similar model when 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 we started ourselves was we don't want to to feel burdened by 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 big orders. That, that that make us sell a tortilla like a half a penny or at a penny. Oh, we, I get you. We'd rather work with small lots. Uh-huh. And and he also would rather work with small lots. Mm-hmm. And symbiotically, that, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Now we can dance together and, and be able to offer limited runs of specialized, or not even special, just heirloom corn, native corn, uh-huh. that can only grow in certain parts of Mexico, uh-huh. that can only grow certain times of the year so it's not always available and i like i like that facet to to the to, to this right now that we're doing yeah man yeah you know one of the one of the things i always tell people it's like it it's like watermelon bro watermelon like yeah you can get watermelon year round but you know 
you know, like in December, that's a bullshit ass watermelon, man. Yeah, yeah. Right now, fucking watermelon is dope. Like, like it's the time to get watermelons, mm-hmm. man. They're sweet. They 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 got texture to them, you know. So like, re- we really should just wait until they're perfect and have them then. Watermelon season, but it, and it's like that for everything, you know. It's like that for wine. It's like that, you know, for. It's yeah for it's, cigar, you know, tobacco and stuff like that. The finer things in life. It's just you're looking at it like that. It's also it's also like that for tortillas, you know. It is. It is. I mean, there's a reason why you have your Guerrero brands because uh-huh. they can crunch out tortillas forever. Yeah. And their supply will never end of maseca or corn. They they just gotta continuously keep working with Mansaro or Gruma, you know, and right. just continually grow that really bad corn. Right. So. That's why I like Tamoa, man. Like he's gonna tell me, you know, you might not get this corn again until next year. It's like, ooh, I like that. That yeah. that, that makes <laughs> it more special. Most people would get upset, right? It's like, oh, this fucks with my model. Yeah, right? yeah. But we're we're fortunate that we have our constant supply of our the varieties that we that our staple variety that we use, uh-huh. and now we can venture out into just just specialized one, just just a um, cool type of, of yeah. corn. And I want to see the flavor profile on, on those types because. You know, Mexican soil is going to be different from American soil, and yeah. and the Michoacan is going to be different from other states, oh, right? And that's yeah, how from it, that's how it's from going. from El DF, from so I look I look forward to to nixtamalizing our our uh, corn that we have waiting for us to, to hell do. yeah man hell yeah I can't wait to eat it you know yeah, hopefully that, <laughs> today's Friday so Saturday yeah. I think I want to start practicing that on, on the weekends just Saturday okay. you know we have the heirloom corn available come come check come check us out here I'll grind and we'll press some tortillas and we'll do the I Love Lucy thing of counting tortillas hopefully yeah. it doesn't go too fast but you know just put them in your shirt or put them in your hat <laughs> alright that'll be the move that'll be the move yeah yeah so, so that's that's what I need to do that's what you need to do man so day in day the operation you guys are growing it you guys are trying to you know getting the information out there uh, yeah, to different so restaurants it's, it's hard to grow it's hard to grow the operation mm. we need to really we need to prep well, before we grow, it's always prep. Mm. So for us, it's first numbers, crunching numbers, logistics, the data, uh-huh. and then run, run a test, see if we can even handle new orders. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we, we have, we're, we're committed to, to our clients that we have now, our customers that we have now, and to take on more for the sake of making more can, can really be detrimental to to us yeah and then it hurts our 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 guys right now that we have that that i I feel fortunate to have under our belt right so we rather take care of what we've accomplished right now and let it slowly morph into more let let the orders slowly get bigger right because when we if we were to just go after every client it's not going to work we're going to get calls from our our already established clients say, hey, man, you know, you're screwing me over by, by shorting me 10 packs. Yeah. And we don't want to do that. Yeah. I, uh, because we're such a small team, everything runs through us, myself, Omar, and a lot of things fall to the side. A lot of communications, a lot of, a lot of reaching back to people, yeah. and, and it's hard to, to, to get back and, and keep the lines of communication open when... You're in the tortilleria. You're in your delivery minivan. You're you're out there also trying to promote. And then you got to go home. At some point, you got to go home yeah. and hopefully close your eyes. Uh-huh. But the mind doesn't stop. 
So it's just as the team gets bigger, I think we can deliver even better customer service. I feel like right now it, 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 it's rough. It's rough around the edges because we're, we're, we're consumed with so many little things and details of our operation. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's the nature of the beast. You just got to keep going and, mm-hmm. and just keep plowing through every day, every day. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been doing. So is that the goal right now, just kind of looking at, like, it may not be, the goal may not be to be freaking in every Vallarta, like, up and down the, up and down the East Coast or the West Coast, but it would be, like, maybe um, just to add more Tinas to production and, and get it into more restaurants we, across L.A.? We want to go, we want to go retail. We want to be able to go public. Yeah. You know, we established ourselves in, in the food service, in the restaurant world, and that gave us the confidence to say you know we can go now and talk to 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 their clients to the yeah. to the act to the to the people to the public you, you can have this at home you, you can know? have this at home you can make your quesadillas at home you can eat you know wes's tacos from guerrilla tacos uh-huh. at home you can you can buy his cookbook you can you can do That's those right. type of recipes <laughs> and do uh-huh. them you can and we want to have that available mm-hmm. um, so but that is a whole another logistical nightmare it's, it's getting prepped for retail. So beyond packaging, it's just how do we do that? Because we don't have a retail outlet. Mm-hmm. We have, I would say, our, our partners or, you know, really it's our friends right now, mm-hmm. like Stephen and Sarah from Sarah's Market. Yeah, that's They're, your only retail space? It's is- them and Cookbook. Cookbook oh, in Highland Park at Go Park. And, okay. ma- and Machete Salsas at okay. the Hollywood Farmer's Market. So it's only he also sells the tortillas. He, only, he sells them there. That's a great place to have them because yeah. it's Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. in all of LA, we're only in three retail places. places. Three retail places. Dude, I've been there it's at hard. Sarah's Market when when you guys drop. You know, when you guys release shit, and it's like okay, it's it's available at Sarah's. You know, people start flooding in like. Like they're like like it was those uh, hot Cheeto steroid uh, asteroids or whatever, that was right? Cool to see that was really cool to see. Yeah, people are jumping in, they're buying stuff, and and you know, I mean, let's let's also say because I think that's also important to say when when you talk about a specialized product like this, and I think education is super important when it comes down and you hit the register, right? And you're like, wow, wait, how much is this, right? It, yeah, I mean, that goes back to the retraining, right? Like the of retraining. Course, of course, of like, course, everybody's man. This isn't this isn't. You're not going to buy a, a $3 fucking, you know, five, uh, five little senas, you know, or something like that. It sucks. It sucks because uh-huh. tortilla has been bastardized so much that they, that they can sell it. They can sell a five dozen, that's 60 tortillas for a buck 80. No way. Like, dude, how do you, how do you do that? Right. So. Right. But it's I mean, not- you got people, people, you know, you could get a burger for a dollar at McDonald's, right? You're like, how the fuck? How? <laughs> Are but, these mystery cows, you know? You know that, you're not that, eating a real fucking cow. <laughs> right? No. Newspaper cow. That's what it is. Vitamin R. Mm. Um, Malk. Malk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. Uh, well, that, that's, that's really when, when we look at that, uh-huh. it, it becomes our challenge. Like, yeah. If they figured out how to get that pricing, then it's going to be our goal to get it, to get it down to that. Yeah. So slowly but surely... What we do is number crunch extensively, finding every little penny where it goes, and then our goal will be to lower the price and and mm-hmm. and rival these big, big, big factories that can sell one eighty 
five dozen tortillas. Wow. Yeah. So right now we're we're controlling our prices at three bucks because you know our, the overhead and everything. But that's 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 our that's our start, and then from there we got to work down. So it's our goal to get it down to the one eighty mark. How? That's that's up to us. But mm. rest assured, we will get there. Yeah. And it's through promoting our 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 tortilla. Yeah, you know, definitely, the, and, and the education, man. That's yeah. what I wanted to have you on to kind of talk about what it's, yeah, what's behind it. It's, it's be, all this. It's all this. This it's five thousand square feet of a tortilleria, two tortilla lines, uh-huh. one tortilla counter, and get ready and go. Yeah, but but it's also people knowing what it is. I told you you should do you should do freaking tortilla tours because soon, soon. there's a there there's something about. Not you just never knowing what's what's here, you know. I mean, I go back and forth. I've used that Jack in the Box. I don't want to admit how many times, but you just don't know what's here until you come in and then you freaking you know you stick your schnoz in the middle of that freaking, yeah. uh, the tank with the mice cooking it. You're like, oh yeah, you could smell when it's ready, and I'm like, fuck man, it smells good. Is that is you that smell? Ready? Like, you you smell know. grandma. You smells grandma's yeah. house. You smell your mom's house, yeah. and that, that's. What does it for me? It's yeah. it's that nostalgia. Every time I, every time we cook, every time we grind, every time we we count tortilla, it's like, dang man, I miss my mom's huevos con tortillas, oh, huevos con chorizo, right. huevos con weenie, you know, just tacos. That's it. I I miss that. Yeah. And and even going to grandma's house and like you know going to the tortillas there because I love how Mexico operates with their tortillas. You know, everybody uh-huh. goes to their local tortilla. Buys X amount of kilos, goes home, does it again the next day. The next day, and then does it again the next day. Right. Uh, we want to be able to offer that. It's uh, right. the Cause, same. Because here it's like very Costco-y, right? Like you buy, you buy, and you'll come back. We'll see week. you next month. Right. Like no, no, no. It has to be. If we can get it to an everyday thing, then then let's do that. Right now we make it three days a week. We right. operate three days a week, okay. which is which is great because we. We cover the Taco Tuesday craze. Yeah. We tackle the middle of the week, uh-huh. the hump, and then we and then we get, and then we're there for the weekend. Perfect. So for all the, the taqueria parties, we're there. Uh-huh. For all the Taco Tuesdays, we're there. And then for those taco lovers that can't get enough tacos, we're there on yeah. Thursdays as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess you can say we have fresh tortilla all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how do we get it to everybody now? Like how do we take mm-hmm. orders? How do, There's no... I mean, we don't have a real system of taking orders because when you're dealing with our type of corn, you have to cook exactly what you're going to sell. You, yeah. we, we don't, you, all this tortilla that you see here, that's not ours because we, we don't store tortilla. Mm-hmm. We make it and we get it out of here. Yeah. It needs to go to you guys. It needs to go to the restaurants because it'll, it'll go bad right here. Right. So we are constantly trying to control our our cooks mm-hmm. like dang we cooked five sacks too many what are we going to do with you know 500 pounds of, of masa okay well let's let's see who who we can call who and i think this is where we start promoting it to the public like hey we have an extra sack of corn let's 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 let's, let's uh open it up for the retail and come by and visit us yeah so i gotta check to see if we have tonight extra corn i think i think we do oh no way so then <laughs> Which I should probably send a poster right now. It's like, hey, yeah, tortillas tomorrow. Tomorrow, it's come going by. down. Uh huh. And that's and that's, that's and that's what we've been doing. I I, I feel like it, this was a passion project, really, uh-huh. because I fell in love with the tortilla. 
you know, I went into to Santa Fe Tortilla and Echo Park with Omar there. And I was like, dang, okay, this this is it. This is this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Like, I, really? I, I know I'll, I'll be able to leave my imprint through through tortilla. It'll be a vessel for for our ultimate goal, which is help and feed everybody. If yeah. we can do that, then why not do it with tortilla? Yeah. So I guess this new model that I've been playing with or <clears throat> this saying is like, you know, we want to change the world one tortilla at a time. So that's that's our end goal right now is, is structure ourselves, get ready to, to help everybody mm-hmm. if, if we can and, and why shouldn't we? Uh, we're, we knew that there's, there's not, you can't get rich off of making tortillas. Yeah. You can't. Just the numbers are not there. Right. The more you grow it, the more it's going to cost. So there's, there's only a certain amount you can really make with tortillas. And that being said, we both acknowledged that and said, okay, well, let's just make certain amount and the rest will be to, to, to go after Guerrero, to go after the mission, to go after these big companies and, mm. and take what, what they've taken from us, which is the tortilla. They've yeah. taken our cultura. They've taken our, our flavor. They've taken our language away because how many packs of Guerrero tortilla are in fridges right now in all of LA? Yeah. I, mean, I go to my parents' house and I, I can guarantee you that there's a pack of Guerrero tortillas. <laughs> how upsetting is that, man? How it freaking sucks. Yeah. And I tell them, why do you do that? Oh, because estamos acostumbrados. We're just used yeah. to it. Yeah, it's, that's what it it's, is. A, it's a programming thing. It's uh-huh. a, they've, they've MK'd ultra all of us into thinking that's real tortilla I'm just gonna I'll support that brand because it says Guerrero because it reminds me of Mexico no man let's just 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 stir that up what, what, what have I heard I mean, and I've just heard this that they a lot of like the brands in Mexico import you know American corn in their in their tortillas and stuff I've heard that because of NAFTA and you know that, that a bunch of yeah, farmers were let go down you know and that's that, that's that's the economy that, that's that's the relationship that our government has with their government. With their government yeah. And when, when we got in this, we didn't know the political plight and uh-huh. the, the battle that, that is in corn. And we're learning that every day when we're trying to order our corn is, dang, you're, you're, you're taxing us that much? Yeah, well, because... Really? Because now they're being taxed or there's, yeah. there's new subsidies or there's new oh, yeah. restrictions. And so we are very much affected by what goes on in, in the political yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. import. Uh, import, export, agricultural, all these taxes. Yeah. Um, China, we're, we're, we're affected every which way because corn well, is... What a, do y'all get from China? Are oh, they we don't get anything, but funny enough, yeah, yeah. They, they grow corn too, man. You can find quote-unquote organic corn grown in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's alibaba.com for you like, yeah that's, that's too that's trustworthy oh um, really yeah yeah and you can find beans too you can man it's, it's crazy but no we're not gonna go fentanyl. there you can, <laughs> you can also get some drugs i think i've gotten a few rolex watches from china too yeah no that it's it's amazing how many facets there are in just tortilla and i think maybe that's why you need a board you, you need a, a solid team you need oh, your yeah. you need your your political person that knows right. all that. You need the guy that knows stocks, you, or, the, or the woman. You need the person that knows the agriculture. You need every yes. every seat filled to make a badass business. And we're slowly getting there. Yeah. So, uh, I, I like taking on the the task of information. I like being the like the information officer. You know, I, information I'll, officer. I'll I'll scour the internet for all the info that we need to get. 
So that's that's my job. I, I like to hunt and track documents, yeah. case studies, just things that are out there. Well, I mean, you've definitely become like the public relations. Uh, and then know, there's that spokesperson, right? and and then and then there's the yeah. face, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is another thing that I guess has been developed, which is cool. I, I think, I mean, I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I enjoy sharing everything that I do. I enjoy discussing it. I I, I love hearing the feedback. I, compliments are nice, but criticism is better. You mm. know, when they can critique our tortilla and give us what they didn't like about it, that's that's more valuable than, dude, I love your tortillas. Yeah. I appreciate that. You know, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But how we can better deliver our product, that, that, that's worth gold. It's, yeah, that's and, and we don't hear more of that. Mm. You know, the whole politeness. I mean, we're, we're cool, but uh-huh. give, give it to us straight. You know, like we should be able to handle the bad with the good, uh-huh. and kernel of the truth should should not cower away or or hide behind our brand. It's okay. You're telling us that maybe this tortilla is too dry. Well, then let us see what we can do better. Okay. Uh, and and tortillas, you can never. It's never going to be 100. percent It's not cookie cut. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, you have your recipes, but you have you have your hot days in here. You have your cold days in here. Humidity will affect. Pressure will affect. Uh-huh. Everything affects the end result. Right. Even how you feel. I'm sh- your emotions go mm-hmm. into it. If you're having a bad day and you're grinding that masa with anger, <laughs> you're going to taste it. It'll be dry. I think it'll be just drier. Yeah. Harder tortilla. So yeah. we're constantly got to, you know, you got to have a good attitude about what you do mm-hmm. in, in, in this business. Oh, I believe it, man. So I burn believe it. Yeah, I believe it. And I'm not there yet. Good. I, I, I love this every day. And yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. see myself doing anything else mm-hmm. other than tortilla mm-hmm. and then we'll see where it goes from there like the media I, I can't wait to have fun you know showing people how to how to cook a tortilla and not nuke it you look like you were in your element man when you're like oh yeah come over here let's take a look over here boom 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 you just threw out some fucking words that I don't know like you know like you know calcium blah 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 you know and then it was like um yeah that's what I'm like that would be the best ideas you fucking they, you go to a brewery you know you don't you never look inside of the tank right that's true you yeah know, you should like, be able to do that yeah, you should yeah, know what's it smells in it. outside right it smells outside of it a little bit but the, but the thing is here it's like the you know the tanks are open you could take a look you can take a look we yeah. may have to put some coverings on that we're, hell yeah we're, we're, we're nasty we're, people do breathing on your corn that's yeah no we're, we're <laughs> learning that everything to do it by the book right it's and it's a it's a smart way to go about it it's a slow but but for sure thing that we're, we're practicing is oh there's this instrument that can get us this type of information let's mm. buy that mm-hmm. oh well carniceros use use this well maybe we can use that okay so we we want to run as professional as the next guy because yeah. we've been to big factories where it's it may look sterile as f but man it is a clean operation mm. and it is by the book and everyone is wearing lab coats and the quality control manager is wearing the red lab coat wow. and the cleaners are wearing blue lab coats, you know, stuff like that. Wow. Uh, that is a level of professionalism that I hope we can attain. Yeah. It's, it's mixing both. Mm-hmm. And, but you look at everybody and they're happy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's also what we want is yeah. happy people make happy make tortillas. Happy <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Uh, and... Shoot, I look forward to continuously talking about this. There's, there's, there's so much that I think I left unturned. Yeah. And I think this was a good chance to just talk, talk a little bit about everything. Dude, I mean, I already learned so much, and I think everybody will 
you know, get a lot out of this podcast. Hopefully. Well, yeah, we'll have you back on. I mean, hopefully Omar, you know, comes. Yeah, he know. needs to tell his side. He has. Yeah, that's an interesting one all in its own. I because mean, his, his lineage is is interesting, right? I mean. Well, yeah, he's an Ahmed Hernandez. So. His name is Ahmed? Ahmed Hernandez. So he's half Mexican and half he doesn't know what else. Because <laughs> he never met his dad. Oh, no way. And no way. I, and I don't know. How, yeah, so he didn't remember his dad. So yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's an Ahmed Hernandez, born in Mexico. Oh, of course. So he was course. born in Mexico, brought over here. Hernandez, yeah. They, it's funny. In the LA Times story, they were like, Ahmed, because they, 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 they cut out the Hernandez part in his last uh-huh. name. So in some of the commentary, they're like, what's an Ahmed doing with an Ortega? Oh, like, this guy dude. should be making, like, falafel. Right, so, right, right. That, that, that's what a lot of people don't know, man. It's a crazy mix. It's tacos a crazy mix. Pastor, that's you know, true. Come from freaking Puebla, you know, that, that, that kind of shit. Los Tacos Árabes. Tacos Árabes. That's what I was thinking. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That restaurant called Baghdad in Puebla. Yeah, it's called Baghdad. Ah. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's I mean, the, the whole mixing of cultures, you know, Mexico really did take everybody. And then Lebanese people, a lot of Lebanese. That's true. Yeah, I have yeah, cousins that have, their last name is uh, Salim, which which derived from like Salim. So they have mm. some different type of blood mixed in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, that's another thing to take this conversation into is oh, yeah. like, culturas. Yeah, it's that's, crazy. That's crazy. We'll go there. Episode. We'll go there on another day. But yes. on this Friday, man, thank you for coming on the podcast and explaining the kernel truth. Oh, dude, we're just we're hanging out at a tortilleria. I'm and good, it's not bro. too hot in here. That's, okay. I'm so glad. We would have been sweating. <laughs> thank you for the water, though. Would have dam- been damaged. My yeah. gosh. Oh hell yeah, dude! I believe it. I believe it. It's it's a little warm, but it's comfortable. Well, that's it, man. Thank okay. you for coming on. That's thank it you. for another episode of the Dude from Los Angeles podcast. You guys are in um, the what is it? The tortilla competition. Yes, we are in Gustavo's Tortilla Tournament, which oh, will shit. be Sunday, September the 8th, I believe. Damn, okay. And, and then can people vote online for it, before well, it, or hope, is it, do they have yes, to go there? Yes, well, you know, I, I believe it's a judge, it's a judge's thing, and we haven't made it to the, to the finals, so we mm. hope that we get to make it to the finals again. fuck's wrong it's, with y'all, man? Throw some kernel of truth love, get them to the finals. <laughs> What's wrong with y'all, man? 64 tortillas, or oh, 64 damn. tortillas being showcased. Yeah. And we got to make it to the final four. So oh, there's still a couple of weeks left. Yeah. Let, let's see how these events unfold. Yeah. And maybe we'll be at the finals. Oh, dude. We were there last year. And that was awesome. There it is. There's that there that is. small recognition that said, Colonel of Truth exists in LA. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome, man. Well, that's it. All Go right. out there and vote for them. You know, make it out there and tell these damn judges to vote for Colonel of Truth. <laughs> we love you guys. <laughs> All right, y'all. Check it out. Uh, check out the. What is the Instagram? Kernel of Truth? Kernel of Truth Organics. You'll see a little Molino stone. That's our icon right now. Symbol. Because there there ain't no symbol for truth, so we're going to use the Molino stone. Perfect. That works. Okay. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.